views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of the station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. everybody. Welcome. I want to welcome you. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show and welcome to Transformation Talk Radio. I want to thank all of you for tuning us in and turning us on. It is so great to be connecting with you and, uh, and to be kind of in this place for me where I get to look at my life and uh, think about how absolutely incredibly grateful I am. You know, not in a million years did I ever believe that I would have the life I have now, that I would get to talk with the people that, you know, I'm talking with now. You know, when I think about this journey and I think about what this has come to mean, I was really struck by something that uh, one of the folks on the team, on, on our team, shared the other day, and, and that was that in, in the time that I've been doing this, I have I have talked with and have and have actually interviewed and have read close to 9000 books and have had close to 9000 conversations. And I thought to myself, "Oh my gosh, if I think about that, I am going to be so tired. I'm not going to know what to do with myself." But then I thought, "Wait a minute. I've talked to some of the most inspiring, uplifting people and today is no exception. We've got a great show. Serena Dyer joining me here today. First, I must say hello to Mr. Benny. Hello, Mr. Benny. Hey, Pat. How you doing today? I have to tell you, I'm still thinking about that movie I saw over the weekend. Oh, Lucy? Oh, yeah. Still in my brain. Still going on right there. Uh Uh-oh. Yep. And uh, and I I just had a conversation with someone about it. And so, you know, everybody has a different point of view about that movie, Lucy. And so guess what's going to happen? I have to go back to see it again because, you know, someone pointed out to me, do you remember this part of the movie when this happened? And I said, no. So I have obviously either missed or it didn't register with me a very important part of the movie. So now I've got to go back and see it. Not that I'm complaining about that. Yeah, exactly. Oh, bummer. i got to go see another movie. Oh, gee. (laughs) Another Scarlett Johansson movie. And by the way, my Scandinavian friend said, do not pronounce her name like that, please. It's Scarlett Johansson. And so, okay. All right. I'm learning every day, Benny. Every day. So you, we have to say it the Norwegian way. That, well, that's what I was told. I was huh. told, you know, you know, this is not a joke. It's All right, joke. I'll, I'll contact my agent. I'll see what he says. I have to contact my agent too because you know, like she's always been Scarlet. You know, Joe Hanson. But don't they say ScarJo or ScoJo or whatever? Is they, 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 they shorten it, it up? ScarJo or something? Yeah, Mojo, whatever it Mojo. is. So now they're going to have to say 
Scario. Scario? Mm, I'm not feeling that. All right, I'm not feeling that either. Oh, okay. But that's... <laughs> I'm going to have to ask my guests today what they would say. But we've got a great show, Benny. Guess what? Serena Dyer is in the house. Daughter of Dr. Wayne Dyer. Author of Don't Die With Your Music Still In Ya. And uh, actually, the book is Don't Die With Your Music Still In You. Of course, I put my own little spin on it right here. But, you know, part of this is, you know, looking at our lives and taking a look at what we have come here to do. You know, so the conversation and the question really is, you know, what do we learn? What do we share? How do we come to, uh, uh, you know, this place in our lives that has serious meaning for all of us? And yet we get to talk about it from many, many different aspects. And so it is so awesome that I get to have a conversation with Serena uh, and congratulate her as well on her amazing wedding, marriage. So here's what we want to say. You know, Serena is someone that, um, you know, many of us along the way have gotten to know in some strange way. You know, certainly through our connection with uh, Dr. Wayne Dyer, uh, but most importantly, You know, when we think about the people that show up in life and and when we look at them as as who they are and what they are called to do, we get to have a conversation with someone like Serena who knows what it's like to grow up in the world, to grow up in the world with spiritual parents. Now, I don't have that experience because, well, a couple of reasons. My folks died really quickly. Uh, early on in my life, but I got to grow up with her parents, too. And so, and so, but it's not the same. So when we, so when I think about Serena and I think about, you know, who she is and what she's come to be, you know, whether it is someone that has gone to school to study some of the most incredible things that you could imagine, spending the life with Dr. Wayne Dyer, as many of you know, internationally renowned author and speaker in the field of self-development, or whether it's what she does in combating child trafficking, which all of you know that I am absolutely uh, committed to uh, uh, de- ceasing, ceasing and dismissing. You know, as a 10-year-old said to me, why are we enslaving children? Whether it's that or whether it's the conversation we're going to have today, um, she gets to share with all of us what her experience was like and how her life has been sculpted, crafted, so that she can become the person that she was always meant to be. Serena, thank you for joining me here today. It's great to have you on the show, and congratulations on, you know, your fabulous, fabulous wedding and marriage. That was such a beautiful introduction. I really appreciate what you said. Thank you for having me here. It's great to have you here. I want to start out, if we could, with one of the quotes that you have in the book. I mean, you know, and and for those of you out there, the book um, is, as I said before, don't die with your music still in you. And boy, I'm getting that lesson myself right now. The book starts out, it says, you were born with, this is a a Rumi, uh, Rumi wrote, you were born with wings. Why prefer to crawl through life? I thank you with every part of my being for demonstrating this for me. Everything I am is because of your love for me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And that you wrote for your parents. 
as I read it and as I read it this time around, I really reflected upon my own life. And I can't help, you know, I, I mean, I cried when I read it the first time, Serena, and my eyes are filled up now. And I wanted to ask you what this truly has meant to you. The reason I used that line to dedicate um, the book to my parents is because I've contemplated through the writing process what was the greatest lesson that they taught me. And mm -hmm. although Not Dying with My Music Still in Me is uh, the title of the book, and it's definitely a profound lesson, it's beyond that for me because my parents have not just said those words and read me passages and quotes that reflect that same that same idea, they've demonstrated it. And that quote, why crawl through life when you were born with wings, to me is an exact representation of what they've done in demonstrating for me not dying with their music still in them. Or in other words, it's not like they tell me go after your dreams like a lot of parents tell their children. They've shown me that I'm worthy of my own dreams because they themselves went after theirs. And that's an entirely different lesson to see and to witness and to be raised around instead of just being told, go after your dreams, go after your dreams. When I think for, for a lot of kids, they hear their parents say that, but their parents aren't doing that. So the lesson can be lost in a way. And for me, my parents really live it. They really have lived it. And in living it, they've shown me that it's safe for me to do the same. I was really touched, and for those of you out there, uh, Serena Dyer is my very special guest today. It's an honor to have you on the show, Serena. It's really just a beautiful honor to have you on the show. I was reading about what you shared in the book, uh, about what it was like for you uh, to to be part of, as you called it, the book that your dad wrote, Ten Secrets for Success and Inner Peace, and how you observed your friends around you and what they were being told by their parents and how you were so different from this. And, and then you shared something very touching of what it was like, um, you know, to watch your dad give a lecture and how emotional that was for you. What were you struck by in observing both who you have become and who your father and who your parents were in the world? What did you observe? Well, well, the reason I was so struck and what I had observed was I observed somebody that I love very deeply, as many of us feel about our parents, or many parents probably feel about their children, as somebody that I love very, very deeply, doing what he came here to do. In other words, fulfilling his dharma, and in doing so, serving others. That, to sum it up really briefly, that's exactly what I witnessed, and that's exactly what brought me to tears and continues to bring me to tears oftentimes when I go to one of his lectures and hear him speak. I think that when you love someone and you see them fulfilling their highest calling and in the process of fulfilling their calling, serving others, serving humanity, when you are able to witness something like that or be part of something like that, I can't imagine not being reduced to tears by that. Yeah. I believe me, I am so struck by, uh, first of all, your willingness to share so openly, but secondly, your willingness to share your wisdom and what you've learned. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to talk about what this means for each of us. You know, when we look at this statement, very powerful, don't die with your music still in you, 
I'm really struck by the very nature that, honestly, for me, I wasn't sure, you know, like up until about 10, 11 years ago that I even had the music. When we come back, we're going to talk with Serena about what this means. What does this mean to identify what your music is? And then once you do, how do you know how to call yourself forward? What are these 10 secrets that each of us can learn so that not only we recognize the music, but we are playing that music from the highest mountain we could get on, the loudest speakers we have. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show. There's a fire starting in my heart, reaching a fever pitch, and it's bringing me out the dark. Finally, I can see you crystal clear. Holistic Medical Center is where you find it all. A healthy space with doctors who care, see, and listen to the whole you. Hi, this is Dr. Darvish. If you have not found an answer to your chronic symptoms, you will find answers here at Holistic Medical Center. Our doctors find the root cause of your symptoms and guide your body towards healing naturally. We transform lives from within. Visit drdarvish.com or call 425-451-0404. Do you want to enjoy your salad dressing without the guilt of calories, processed ingredients, salt, and carbohydrates? Galios miso dressings are created in a certified organic plant with all natural organic ingredients. Choose from six delicious flavors. Order your dressings online now and get free shipping. Mention Dr. Pat and you will get an additional 10% discount. Visit www.galeoscafe.com. That's G-A-L-E-O-S cafe.com. Grateful patients have been saying it for 25 years. When in pain, see Dr. Thane. Dr. Thane of Wellness One of Bellevue has been named one of the nation's top chiropractors by the Consumers Research Council of America, and for good reason. He has helped his patients recover their energy and vitality after car accidents, sports injuries, herniated discs, fatigue due to stress, the list goes on. The website is bellevue.wellness1.net. When in pain, see Dr. Thane. That's bellevue.wellness1.net. Tune in to the Angels and Answers Psychic Radio Show with Clairvoyance Artie Hoffman and Sky Siegel every Thursday for a two-hour show, 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on Transformation Talk Radio. Artie and Sky deliver spiritual and motivational messages with passion and a sense of humor. Call in 800-930-2819 for live and on-air readings. Visit ArtieHoffman.com and SkyOfAngels.com. Tune in to Sheer Alchemy with Leslie Fontaine on TransformationTalkRadio.com and get ready to stir up your passions, remove your blocks, and shift into an entirely new existence. Speaker, teacher, channel, clairvoyant, Leslie Fontaine is a transformation catalyst who channels a powerful energy from source to catapult listeners into living the life they were born to live. Whether it's shifting from scarcity to abundance, from emotional pain into joy, or from illness into health, Leslie will help you step into the true essence and power of all that you are with the help of the Ascended Masters and Archangels. You will not be the same. Visit TransformationTalkRadio.com for show dates and times and LeslieFontaine.com to say yes to explosive abundance.
Hey, everyone. Welcome back. Oh, it is so great to have Serena Dyer joining me here today. She is the sixth of eight children. Uh, Many of you know who Dr. Wayne Dyer is. Um, But I want to tell you, this is a book that she has written, which is amazing. We're going to get to hear a lot about this. What does it mean? The book is Don't Die With Your Music Still In You, My Experience Growing Up With Spiritual Parents. But actually, it's way more than that from my point of view. And, you know, back in 2001, Dr. Wayne Dyer wrote a book called The Ten Secrets for Success and Inner Peace. And, you know, it was based on some very, very important principles that he wanted his children to live by. And so now we get to do a check-in with Serena Dyer to talk about, you know, these 10 secrets. Did they stick? How have they helped her life? And, uh, Serena, thank you so much for joining me here today. It's great to have you on the show. Um, and, and, I, and I wanted to talk with you. Before the break, I made a comment about the music. And some of us, and I shared a little bit, you know, about myself, some of us grew, grew up through life not even realizing that we have music in us. How did you wrap your mind around this notion not to die with your music still in you? When did you realize that you actually had some music that you wanted to share? I didn't realize that for um, quite a while. It was, it was kind of like a painful process for me. I like how before the break you said, you didn't even really know that you had music to play. You weren't even sure what that was or if you had the music. And I can relate to that because I was, I'm 29 now, and I was 25 years old a couple years ago, and I was um, getting ready to finish graduate school, and it terrified me to think about entering the real world, if you will. So I decided I would prolong being a student because I had always been a student, and I got my identity my credibility, um, sort of like my ego fulfillment, if you will. I got it from being a student. So I wasn't ready to not be a student anymore. So I went to law school, and I was really miserable right off the bat. It wasn't the amount of work. It wasn't that it was, um, you know, I didn't want to be reading or writing because I always liked that. It was just something that didn't feel right for me. It just it didn't resonate with me. Anyway, I, uh, I got sick with pneumonia. And I had yeah. been really dragging up until that point. I had been, like, just tired all the time. And I never knew that depression had um, physical symptoms that could manifest in your body. I, I never really knew anything about depression before. Yeah. And I, um, I remember getting a text from my dad when I had that pneumonia, and he said, Serena, do you think that you are getting sick all the time now? Because you are going every day to a place that you don't want to be. Do you think that your body is in a state of dis-ease and therefore you're bringing disease in? And I felt that he was right. Yeah. But I didn't want to hear it. And I wasn't ready to leave. Because, you see, I thought that who I was was what I did. And I was afraid that when I was no longer doing something that got me some respect or credit, I was afraid that if I was no longer doing, I would no longer be anything. So my feeling of needing to stay in law school was really based on my fear of what other people would think of me. Anyway, I ended up leaving because I was continuing to get more and more sick. Um, 
I thought that leaving actually might make things better, but it didn't. It actually made things just as bad, if not worse. I was just still stuck. And I felt like a loser or a failure, if you will. And I was ashamed. And I felt like I had quit something that I shouldn't have quit. And I was worried what people would think. And to make matters worse, I felt like I knew better. I felt like when you grow up in a spiritual household, or at least I should say in my spiritual household, my parents raised us with the idea that what shows up in your life is something that you aligned with or something that you attracted. And that really compounded it for me because I felt like I had brought this in to my life, but I knew better than to do that. And I also knew how to get myself, at least I thought, I should know how to get myself out of this. And I wasn't able to apply so many of the tools I had heard over and over again as a child. Um, I wasn't able to apply them to myself. It was almost like I was kind of addicted to being down. Mm. I get that completely. I get that completely, Serena, because, you know, it's really interesting. I love that you're sharing this. Because, you know, there's a level of vulnerability that happens when I, that I'm hearing from you that I think all of us need to hear. Because part of what happens is we beat ourselves up. Those of us that have read all the books, watched all the movies, and somebody like me, right, that has been in front of these kinds of topics and this kind of information for this long, people expect us to just know what to do, right? Right. Right. <laughs> people often say to me, I can't imagine ever having any problems in my life if I had Wayne Dyer as a father. Right. And I think, well, then you'd be shocked to know that Wayne Dyer has problems in his own life because he is not a guru. He's a human being, just like we all are. Anyway, you know, the, 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 the point, I guess, of that story was to tie back to what you had said about how you didn't even know if you had music to play. Right. Well, that's really where I was. And I remember going to one of my dad's lectures, and for the first time in my life, I was actually hearing what he was saying from the perspective of somebody that needed help. Mm. And before that, I was a carefree, happy-go-lucky teenager and then young woman in my early 20s, and everything had kind of been okay for me up until that point. And it was a different experience to, to hear what he had been saying Um, and to really decide that I was going to start applying it. So one of the things that I heard him say was that you don't want to get to the end of your life and think, what if I lived a lie? What if I lived someone else's dream? And I kept asking myself, well, what is it that I even want to do? And I truly did not know. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't have something that I was enormously passionate about that I thought, well, I'll just become... Um, a doctor, because I've always been interested in medicine and helping people. I didn't have a blueprint that said, here's how you go from A to B to get your career on track. I didn't even know what my career would be. The only thing I knew was how I wanted to feel. That was the only thing I knew. So I made a practice, a daily practice of feeling in my body every morning and every night for about five to ten minutes how I would feel if I woke up in the morning and I was excited about what I was going to do with my day. And I would take five minutes in the morning and contemplate that. And I would have anxiety and stress and I would wake up 
not wanting to get out of bed at this point. But I would take five minutes and think, okay, but just place in your imagination, Serena, just feel in your body what it would be like if you did want to wake up that morning, if you were excited about what you were going to do today. And I would do the same thing at night. And I would say, how would I feel if I was going to bed right now feeling fulfilled, feeling inner peace? Because the only thing I knew I wanted to feel was was basically a sense of inner peace. I thought, if I'm doing what I came here to do, if I'm playing the music I came here to play, I would have a sense of inner peace at night and in the morning. So I really focused on, on that. And at first, I could get like a glimpse of what that would feel like. Like I would get a moment of my chest relaxing and, and feeling like a moment, a fleeting moment of inner peace. And it would be gone. And it would be the same thing in the morning. It would, you know, I'd get it for a moment and it would be gone. But slowly, and I mean slowly, I mean this was a, a, a while of me making this my, my daily practice, it wouldn't just be a glimpse any longer. It would be um, a few minutes. And then it would be the whole time I would spend focusing on that feeling of inner peace. Mm-hmm. I would be able to get it the whole time. And then I realized one day I'm operating now from that space. I'm no longer trying to get it. I'm no longer seeking it. I'm now living from it. And so many things, when I made that my my daily practice, so many things started to change and show up for me in ways that I didn't think would be possible. But it was like all I had to do was start telling myself and treating myself with a different story. And that story was one of, I'm okay. I'm, I'm, I'm going to bed happy with what I did today, and I'm waking up excited with what I'm doing today. And I just had to start telling myself a different story, a different outcome. And things in my life appeared and happened that I can't even explain. But basically, that's where my book came from. And to, to go back to what you said, I didn't know yeah. what my music was. Yeah. I had no idea. I just knew that I, I had to get away from feeling ashamed and guilty and bad about myself all the time because I knew I was only going to create more of that in my life if I didn't do something fast. Oh, my gosh, Serena, I love you. I love this message. You know, <laughs> I, I just I have to say this before we go to break. You know, people have said to me um, here recently, and I'm going to say it to you, the day of preaching at people about what people should do, I think we've moved from the woo-woo to the wow-wow now because people now want to hear our vulnerability. They want to know that we are in the world, and especially you're in the world now with this book and, and the story that you're sharing, as a person that has been through the fire. You know, someone that has also studied, been around some of the most influential, uh, you know, parents on the planet, and yet you are willing to carve out and create a new way to talk about the lives that all of us are meant to live, not shying away from or denying, and, and, you know, this is what I'm hearing you say, that you are really a human being, but also to say, wait a minute. We can have these experiences. We can have these times in our lives where we are depressed. We're not always in our A game, let's say, or maybe we are. And we still can find our music. 
and share our music. That's what Serena Dyer is about. We're going to take a short break when we come back. We're going to talk about some of the things she's learned along the way. And what does it mean to have that mind that is open to everything and attached to nothing? It's one of the most profound, I think, secrets uh, on the planet. But now you're going to get to hear it from someone that not only has the art of letting go, but knows that letting go is also music. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back. Where do you desire to go in your life? Are you only looking outside yourself for the answers? What if you use your soul's wisdom to lead the way? So what is the soul and how do you access its wisdom? Soul Suitcase with Victoria Cohen will unpack these questions and help you tap into and trust your own inner voice to solve everyday problems. Our Soul Suitcase is a treasure chest of wisdom inside us waiting to be discovered. Listen to Soul Suitcase while Victoria Cohen takes everyday situations like job loss, relationship struggles, parenting challenges, work stress, and health concerns and shows you how awakening to your inner voice helps you make more conscious choices where your life flows more smoothly with greater clarity purpose, grace, and ease. As a psychotherapist and soul coach, Victoria has inspired thousands of clients over the past 31 years to listen to their inner wisdom and let it guide them on their true path. You can learn this too on Soul Suitcase with Victoria Cohen. Your soul suitcase is packed. Are you ready to start your journey? Hi, this is David Zarza. And Philip Zarza. And we're the Sophisticated Guys. And we're here with your tip of the week. Feeling trapped in life? Like you're just going through the motions but not loving where you're at? This week's sophisticated tip is to reconnect you with your heart's desire. It's not just a cheesy saying. It's actually a vital part of a wholehearted life to know your heart's desire. Start by asking yourself, what do I most want today? Or what do I need most today? Then allow the answer to come to you. Don't try to have your mind answer it. When you get the answer, though, follow through with it completely. In a couple of weeks, you'll be totally clear about what your heart wants. Learn more or schedule a session by visiting GetSophisticated.com. That's G-E-T-S-O-P-H-I-S-T-I-G-A-Y-T-E-D.com. And call 206-420-8660. Hi, I'm Dr. Pat. I want to introduce you to my friends at BioResource, the exclusive Beyond Balance distributor in the United States and Canada. Used clinically by top Lyme doctors, Beyond Balance herbal formulas have helped thousands of patients battle tick-borne disease by providing superior immune system support and enhancing detoxification. Beyond Balance formulas are sold through healthcare professionals. The oral drops contain non-GMO food-grade vegetable glycerin, making them well-tolerated by children and alcohol-sensitive patients. Practitioners often complement Beyond Balance formulas with high-quality homeopathic, such as Pecanospigeric remedies to enhance patient results. For more information, licensed or certified healthcare practitioners can call BioResource, the exclusive Beyond Balance distributor for the United States and Canada, at 800-203-3775. That's 800-203-3775. And together, let's win the battle against Lyme disease. So beautiful. 
Hey, everybody. What a great book this is. This is exciting. This show could be like three hours, and I would be so happy. Serena Dyer is joining me here today, but I want to make sure that you go to her website and check it out, get a copy of her book, Don't Die With Your Music Still In You. If you go to Serena Dyer, S-E-R-E-N-A, Dyer, D-Y-E-R.com, you'll be able to find out a lot about her, about what she's talking about here. You know, you also can find some really cool things. I like, like uh, when we became husband and wife. Serena, I got to tell you, you're absolutely gorgeous, gorgeous. Oh, thank you. I love the picture. Uh, it is amazing. Uh, and you know, I I do believe. I read what you said. It's hard to believe you and Matt even know that it's already over. Um, but I wanted to congratulate you in a lot of ways. First of all, I wanted to congratulate you for taking this story out into the world. And I wanted to thank you personally for you showing up, not as necessarily as the daughter of Wayne Dyer, but as an amazing woman all your own. You know, Serena Dyer is an amazing woman. And you are now sharing your life's journey. And I know that you believe in helping others rise up. And so I wanted to talk a little bit more about the book and about why now that you've discovered your music, why this is so important for you. And then there's, you know, there, there are some principles in the book that we're not going to get to talk about. But I am really interested in the idea of how you have embodied this idea that open, open up to everything and attach to nothing. Because it, it, even when you say it, it's like hard to believe that we can actually do that, right? Right, and a lot of people take up issue, I think, with when they hear the attached to nothing part. I've heard, mm-hmm. um, actually I've seen on Facebook some pretty negative comments um, because I think it's kind of misunderstood. Mm-hmm. I think that people, some of the comments I've seen, for example, I think represent people's fear of hearing that statement attached to nothing. That doesn't mean I'm not attached to my family. That doesn't mean I don't have a vested emotional interest in my loved ones. I mean, that's that's really not what that phrase is about. What it's really about is this idea of being open to everything, open to everyone and every different way of living that might be different than your own and not attached to the outcome of things. Or in other words, when you stop trying to grasp and own and control the world around you when you remain attached to the way you think things should be, you really take away the freedom that you have to allow the world and your different experiences to fulfill you in a really positive way. So I guess a better way to explain that would be um, I think that a lot of us, myself included, as I mentioned before with the story about law school, um, it's like we try and sometimes hold on to feelings or stories or our past or family members or things that have happened to us. We remain attached to them because in some way they kind of define us, even if it's not in a positive way. And as I said, I mean, I was wallowing in fear and guilt and shame over leaving law school, and that could have gone on for years. And I think for some people it does. It's like being attached to things that don't serve us. And 
I think when you stop being attached to the outcome, when you stop being attached to the way you think the world ought to be, you open yourself up to experiencing people and life in a whole new and free way. And that's really what that line is all about. It's not about um, not loving your family, and it's not about saying, oh, well, I'm not attached to physical things like my purse, because, hey, I like my purse just as much <laughs> as somebody might like their fishing rod. It's not, a, it's not that. It's deeper than that. It's not letting things own you and control you and have such a grip on you that you stay stuck in them. Well, what I hear you saying, Serena, and correct me if I'm wrong, is, and this is why I love this conversation, is that, you know, you know if you're attached to something in a way that doesn't serve you when it is gone and you believe it then has defined you. And so, you know, if you have your purse today and you don't have it tomorrow, the question mark that comes, is that going to change who Serena is? You know, and so, you know, that's why I love this conversation, because you're absolutely right. I mean, attached to nothing is quite controversial. You know, and there are some people that will take it to an extreme that says, oh, wait a minute, are you saying I shouldn't expect anything? No, that's not it. I mean, if I go to school for eight years, I expect to get a degree at the end. (laughs) Right, me too. But if for some strange reason, right, Serena, you and I decided we went back to school, if for whatever reason, whether it's our health or our well-being, that that degree doesn't happen, does that mean that we are less than from it? Or does it mean that we are to be redefined by a limitation? That's what I hear you talk about here. Because, you know, your journey even though law degree, no law degree, cooking show, no cooking show, whatever it is, you're now defining yourself in whatever way. And if we're attached to something, this is what actually I read. If we're attached, the universe can't get us our next best idea because we're so attached to whatever that thing is. Exactly. That's actually absolutely true, at least for my experience. When I was so stuck in feeling like me leaving law school was, defining me, and I was so attached to the outcome that I didn't want, which was feeling like a failure, I wasn't opening myself up to other possibilities that were out there. I was stuck. I was stuck in the energy and in the cycle of continuing more and more negative feelings about myself and directed toward myself. Exactly. And do you know, to this day, I still have people ask me, uh, Serena, just so you know, if I'm when I'm going to get like a real job, uh, it, 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 you know, it's like now the difference, the difference right between then and now, isn't it that we get to laugh a little bit about this? I mean, aren't you like laughing a little bit about some of this sometimes? I mean, you know, it's like, I don't know, I think I do have a real job. Uh, but isn't it interesting the way we're influenced by people uh, in our lives and, you know, influenced in a way that that's hard to imagine. I mean, you talk about this when you talk about give up your personal history. And it's hard for me to imagine that conversation with someone like you. Give up your personal history. Well, wait a minute. I'm the daughter of one of the most famous people on the planet when it comes to spirituality. And so I think we should talk a little bit about what that means, because it really does tie in to attach to nothing. Giving up our personal history, how has that created a pathway of freedom for you? I think that, um, you know, it's something that I still kind of go back and forth with a little bit because I had somebody uh, just yesterday on my Facebook page that 
at a comment that was um, your subtitle of your book is My Experience Growing Up with Spiritual Parents, as if that's unique. And my response to that immediately was, well, of course that's unique. My dad did this, this, and this. Yours didn't. You know, I immediately went to this sort of like <laughs> lower energy ego place because in a way I still want to um, want to be be his daughter and want to be safe in, in being his child and defending that and that kind of thing. So, you know, I still actually deal with a lot of these things on a regular basis, but I think giving up your personal history means just because you – um, you made a mistake then, or just because you abused drugs before, doesn't mean that for the rest of your life you need to see yourself as a drug abuser in a negative sense. Now, for some people that have overcome addiction, for example, that's actually a very empowering thing. It reminds them of where they don't want to be. But for other people, it's like, well, I can never forgive myself because you don't know what I've done. Well, what have you done? Well, I abused drugs and I lied and stole from my family. And it's like they're still holding on to the need to have a negative um, personal history that defines them. And I feel like giving up your personal history is one of the first steps in freeing yourself from allowing your past to, to control your present. Yeah, and I love what you're talking about. We'll talk about this more when we come back. For those of you just tuning in, Serena Dyer is joining me here today. Don't die with your music still in you. What's also fascinating about this is we get to to let go of our personal history, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent, because, you know, what I hear you saying, Serena, is, look, if we're holding on to stuff, whether it's history that's not so hot or history that really is hot, we're not going to be able to create the future that builds upon whatever that is. We're going to be stuck in a place that doesn't even exist anymore. So how can the universe and the expansiveness and the energy, how can any of that really get to our consciousness if we're so stuck on the 60s? Well, you weren't born then, but your dad and I were. Let's take a short break. Let's take a short break. When we come back, we'll be talking about resentment. I just love this conversation. One of my favorite conversations, resentments. I've come to know them so well. And I've also learned how to get rid of them. Yep, resentments, that will cause a spiritual disease that you have not ever laid your hands on before. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the show. Wondering how to make more confident strategy for retirement? Do you know that there are potentially more than 12 things to consider when planning for or approaching retirement? Then stop wondering and attend the retirement seminar hosted by Jeff Pakman, financial advisor with Pakman Brown and Associates, a financial advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services Incorporated in Bellevue, Washington. Call 425-372-4813 for a formal invitation to the next seminar on August 6th from 6.30 to 8 p.m. Light hors d'oeuvres and beverages will be provided. This is an informational event. There is no cost or obligation. Ameriprise Financial Services Incorporated. Member FINRA and SIPC. 
Always inspiring and uplifting, Brenda Thine spreads love and light wherever she goes. Enlightening, empowering, and encouraging readings, Brenda connects with your guides, angels, fairies, and loved ones who have crossed over to provide you with the highest guidance possible to enable you to live your highest truth and maximize your potential. Always light-filled, a session with Brenda will have you feeling wonderful, centered, and ready to take on anything. Schedule your session now at brendathine.com. That's Brenda, T-H-Y-N-E.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Pat. I want to share an interesting story about Galeo's dressings and marinades. I recently had some work done at my local dentist, and I thought I would give him a treat by bringing in fresh veggies, and I thought, what could they possibly dip it in? So what I did was I brought the only thing that I know how to bring as one of my favorite Galeo's dressings. I brought them the Dijonet. And so what happened was monumental. Everyone in the office finished the tray before my dentist could actually get to it. And they are still talking about it weeks later. To find out more about these gluten-free, GMO-free, low-sugar, low-fat, amazing dressings and marinades, go to galeoscafe.com. That's G-A-L-E-O-S cafe.com. Make sure you add this to your fall pantry or ask for the dressings at your local grocery store. Remember, shipping is free. Hello, my name is Dr. Friedman Schaub. Anxiety is in many ways a learned behavior, which is rooted in our childhood. During our early years, when we're the most dependent on others, negative feedback, judgment or ridicule infiltrate our subconscious mind and leave us wondering whether we are really safe, lovable, or good enough. In response, a part of our mind develops protective strategies to keep us from getting hurt. Let's imagine that the anxiety you've been battling with stems from the part that has assumed the job of keeping you safe. Doesn't it then make sense that your anxiety makes you expect the worst, so that you are prepared, keeps you on your toes to avoid failure, or shames and belittles you before someone else can do this to you. When you consider the source of your anxiety as a vulnerable child that just tries to keep you safe, you no longer feel that you're the victim of your own mind, but instead are more easily able to take on the role of the caring, reassuring adult. Tune in to Intuit University, compassionate guidance connecting you to your inner wisdom with internationally renowned psychic and medium Sherry Dillard the second and fourth Thursday each month at 12 p.m. Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Get ready for an hour of practical spirituality and a fun and magic carpet ride into the spirit realm. This hit show is a combination of call-in readings and intuitive mentoring as Sherry supports and empowers you to create your best life in relationships, career, finances, life purpose, and spirituality. For more information, visit SherryDillard.com. Everybody, welcome back. I just want to say to everyone, this is really a, such a special conversation with Serena Dyer. What an amazing, what an amazing young woman! You know, many of you are like, okay, yes, yes, she is the daughter of Dr. Wayne Dyer, of course. But that's not what this book is really about. You know, this is really, in in my view, Serena, this is a coming out book. This is a coming out story, so to speak. And what I mean by that is, you know, we're looking at not just what it's like to grow up with spiritual parents. But what it's like to discover oneself 
And if you go to uh, Serena's website, serenadyer.com, if you go check it out, it says follow your dharma. But in order for that to happen, you know, you get a glimpse of what Serena had to go through, how she had to apply these principles, and what it means to apply these principles, not in a way of perfection, but in a way of progress. And, Serena, thank you so much for joining me here today. It's really a great conversation. I cannot believe that we're almost done with the show right now. Whoa. I'm flying by. I wanted to, I know there are many things in the book that I could have talked about with you, but I do want to talk about the section on resentment. And you say there are no justified resentments. Very powerful statement, one that I've heard a lot in my life. And I think it's one of the most difficult concepts for people to get. And I would love to talk with you about it. You know, this is so important. And I just got to hear from your perspective. What has this meant to you? What is this chapter of writing about no justified resentments meant to you? And how has this showed up in your life? I think that upon first hearing that statement, there are no justified resentments, one will immediately, or at least I know I have in the past, immediately jump to say, well, you don't know what he did to me. If you knew what he did to me or how he treated me, then you would understand why I'm justified in resenting him. We have so many situations that happen in our lives where we feel resentment towards someone or something, and we feel justified in that. They wronged us, right? Well, the truth is, the reason why statement there are no justified resentments so powerful is because if you have even one resentment in your life you've given up your own peace there's no justification in in harming yourself and torturing yourself and inflicting pain upon yourself if you place your happiness in someone else's hands you say that my happiness and my sense of peace are up to you it's like saying you know if you'll only act a little bit better, or if you'll apologize or act differently, or if the world will modify itself to accommodate me and what I want it to be, then I can be happy. It's like that kind of idea. There are no justified resentments because the only person you're harming in staying resentful towards someone else or something else is yourself. If you take full responsibility for how your life is and looks at this exact moment, there's peace in that. And although that can be hard and challenging, I think that that really is the only way to have peace, is to take responsibility for where you are in your life, for the things that have shown up in your life, because otherwise your happiness is in the hands of someone else. And like I said, good luck getting them to change for you or apologize for you because you feel you want it. I believe that there are no justified resentments is so powerful because it's like saying, for the first time I can recognize that my happiness my inner peace, my sense of well-being depend upon me. And there's so much empowerment in that. And if you can take that first step, you can take the next step, which is letting go of any resentments that you may have because you realize there's no justification in having them any longer. You share a very, very powerful story in this book. I mean, I'm sure, Serena, you could have shared a lot of stories around resentment, and you do. But you share a very powerful story in the book, one that I relate to very, very closely. And you talk about Dana. And, you know, you talk about, you know, something Dana told you that getting, you know, her experience, right, was the best thing that ever happened to her. But yet when I read this, and I'm following along as I was reading it, I was really struck by the power of this and and, and the example that you used. 
And I wanted you to talk a little bit about what does it mean to move beyond some of the atrocities that could happen to someone in their lives. Right. Well, for Dana, the story I included about Dana is because Dana is a force of nature. If you meet this woman, you'll know what I'm talking about. Um, About 20 years ago, Dana was in the Navy. She was an 18-year-old woman, so I believe it was 22 years ago at this point. Um, She was an 18-year-old woman, bright, beautiful, full of life and happiness and everything that held uh, for her that was positive in the future. And she um, asked for a ride from a fellow Navy, um, I guess, I'm not exactly sure how you would say that. I don't think you'd say classmate, but Mm -hmm. a fellow Navy member. um, And he, rather than bringing her back to the base, brought her to the top of a cliff where he raped her and threw her off of a 70-foot cliff and left her to die. Dana woke up in um, intensive care, and she was paralyzed from the neck down. And Dana has had a journey now that's extended beyond 20 years of learning to live life um, in a wheelchair and learning to live life from a place that she didn't expect to be living life from. And um, most remarkably, though, is that Dana has, over the course of the last few years, she has come to a place where she has not only forgiven him, the man who did this to her, she she actually told me when we had lunch one day with tears running down her face and mine as well that it wasn't forgiving him that was so hard. It was forgiving herself. Oh. Mm. And I sat there bewildered because what did she have to forgive herself for? She was the victim. And... She embodies everything that I believe there are no justified resentments stands for. She said that it was the shame and guilt and hatred that she felt toward herself for even agreeing to get in the car with him, for even asking him for a ride Mm. that held her back all this time. And once she was able to look in the mirror and say, I forgive you to herself, So many things in her life changed, and I can tell you that I saw Dana in January walk, Mm -hmm. take steps, and walk into the Pacific Ocean for a swim on Maui. I saw it with my own eyes. Dana is a force of nature. That's the best way to explain her, and that act of forgiving herself was more powerful than anything else that she had done before that because the idea that we forgive someone for them to let them off the hook is false. We forgive to let ourselves off the hook. We forgive to get get ourselves back to that place of peace. And in doing so, she was able to heal much more rapidly physically than ever before. And it's, it's just a matter of time before Dana's walking completely unassisted. Now she uses a walker, and she can walk for miles with a walker. I mean, this is a woman that was paralyzed from the neck down. and wow. um, And so she embodies to me the, the, the principle there are no justified resentments because she understands that forgiveness, as Mark Twain said, forgiveness is the fragrance that the violet has shed on the heel that has crushed it. She understands that. 
she has forgiven not only the person who raped her and put her in a wheelchair, she, she has forgiven herself. And I think that was much more difficult for her than anything mm -hmm. else that she experienced in her life up until that point. Well, I have to tell you, I cannot believe how quickly the time has gone by. Serena, I hope you will come back. What a beautiful, beautiful story and show. Thank you so much for today. Oh, thank you. I would definitely come back. It was so lovely to talk to you. Where do you desire to go in your life? Are you only looking outside yourself for the answers? What if you use your soul's wisdom to lead the way? So what is the soul and how do you access its wisdom? Soul Suitcase with Victoria Cohen will unpack these questions and help you tap into and trust your own inner voice to solve everyday problems. Our Soul Suitcase is a treasure chest of wisdom inside us waiting to be discovered. Listen to Soul Suitcase while Victoria Cohen takes everyday situations like job loss, relationship struggles, parenting challenges, work stress, and health concerns and shows you how awakening to your inner voice helps you make more conscious choices where your life flows more smoothly with greater clarity purpose, grace, and ease. As a psychotherapist and soul coach, Victoria has inspired thousands of clients over the past 31 years to listen to their inner wisdom and let it guide them on their true path. You can learn this too on Soul Suitcase with Victoria Cohen. Your soul suitcase is packed. Are you ready to start your journey? Hi, this is David Zarza. And Philip Zarza. And we're the Sophisticated Guys. And we're here with your tip of the week. Feeling trapped in life? Like you're just going through the motions but not loving where you're at? This week's sophisticated tip is to reconnect you with your heart's desire. It's not just a cheesy saying. It's actually a vital part of a wholehearted life to know your heart's desire. Start by asking yourself, what do I most want today? Or what do I need most today? Then allow the answer to come to you. Don't try to have your mind answer it. When you get the answer, though, follow through with it completely. In a couple of weeks, you'll be totally clear about what your heart wants. Learn more or schedule a session by visiting GetSophisticated.com. That's G-E-T-S-O-P-H-I-S-T-I-G-A-Y-T-E-D.com. And call 206-420-8660. Hi, I'm Dr. Pat. I want to introduce you to my friends at BioResource, the exclusive Beyond Balance distributor in the United States and Canada. Used clinically by top Lyme doctors, Beyond Balance herbal formulas have helped thousands of patients battle tick-borne disease by providing superior immune system support and enhancing detoxification. Beyond Balance formulas are sold through healthcare professionals. The oral drops contain non-GMO food-grade vegetable glycerin, making them well-tolerated by children and alcohol sensitive patients. Practitioners often complement Beyond Balance formulas with high-quality homeopathic such as Pecanospigeric remedies to enhance patient results. For more information, licensed or certified healthcare practitioners can call BioResource, the exclusive Beyond Balance distributor for the United States and Canada at 800-203-3775. That's 800-203-3775. And together, let's win the battle against Lyme disease. Holistic Medical Center is where you find it all. A healthy space with doctors who care, see, and listen to the whole you. Hi, this is Dr. Darvish. If you have not found an answer to your chronic symptoms, you will find answers here at Holistic Medical Center. Our doctors find the root cause of your symptoms and guide your body towards healing naturally. We transform lives from within. Visit drdarvish.com or call 425 425- 
451-0404.